This is Growing the Valley, a podcast by the University of California Division of Agriculture and Natural Resources. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Miller, Orchard Systems Advisor for Butte, Tehama, and Glen Counties. I'm your other host, Phoebe Gordon, Orchard Systems Advisor for Madera and Merced Counties. Today on the podcast, I am being joined by Dr. Franz Niederholzer. Franz is the UC Cooperative Extension Orchards Farm Advisor based in Calusa and also covering Sutter and Yuba counties. And he's also the county director for the Cooperative Extension office in Calusa County. And of course, he's the research coordinator at the Nichols Soil Lab. And despite uh, that extensive title and his extensive responsibilities, um, has taken a, a moment to be with us on the podcast once again. Thanks for being here, Franz. Hi, Luke. Good to be with you. Franz, this was obviously a atrocious year in Ammons for naval orangeworm, really across the, the valley. And we can't speak to everyone's experiences. Some folks were unscathed and, and others had absolutely terrible situations. Some folks are next to abandoned orchards that are harboring naval orangeworm. Others, they are their own neighbor because they're such a big operation. So you know, we can't speak to everyone's situation, but could you speak a little bit about your experience in 2023 with naval orange worm at Nichols and, and what you've heard from some of your growers and handlers? Yeah, it's been an atrocious year, um, worse than 2017, which was the worst many people can remember going back a decade or two, uh, maybe not all the way back, but, but recently, uh, I heard, I've heard reports, um, say the early nonpareil, um, uh, reports from a major processor on the west side, uh, particularly on the west side of the Sacramento Valley, are twice as bad as they were last year. And at Nichols, we have, uh, it's been very, very bad. Uh, our non- 80% of our non, well, last year, 80% of our nons were um, between a half and 1% damage. This year, we're averaging 5 to 6% damage in our processor reports, which means we're at least double that in the field. And so our marketable yields are down by probably at least 10%. And that's that's terrible. That is terrible. So when you have five, six percent, and obviously there's these stories of twenty percent plus in in some situations of damage, I know that there are obviously incentives depending on your handler for really low levels of naval orange worm. So you're you're gonna be not getting any of those incentives, but then you're also penalized on on having naval orange worm. Um, and then of course you should, whatever your naval orange worm percentage, you should probably double that for what was really out there. And there's just going to be a lot of, of nuts that were already eaten through and were blown out the blower at, at harvest. So a direct loss of, of yield as well is what, what is your, your take on those, those different levels of, uh, of impact? Well, this kind of damage we're talking about uh, means you're probably out of the in-shell market, or at least a lot of it. And there's a you know significant uh, market benefit to in-shell. There, there is there are quality incentives available uh, that I'm familiar with. They're up to say five cents per pound for a really clean crop. But you know, but think of the the economics of losing 10% of your total crop per acre on your nons. That, that's that's the big thing. Plus uh, plus the incentive. Um, Plus the loss of market, particularly for nonpareils, to go down from go down to to meats from in shell. It's 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 bad all the way around. 
that is yeah that's that's really bad there's just so many so many different levels there the uh the the loss of the in-shell premium the reduced non-parel yield both in terms of what's edible that was delivered to the holder and then um, what was lost out in the field take us through what you believe were the series of events leading up to the 2023 harvest that led to to such extreme navel orange worm this year I, I think the biggest a couple of things but the biggest factor was a really high populations coming out of the, the spring egg trap numbers were up uh, in June, May and June at Nichols, uh, probably other places too. I talked to PCAs who said they were seeing higher pressures in, in, as far as uh, egg trap counts. Factors of influencing that, um, especially on the west side in 2022, we had that brutal frost that eliminated really marketable crops or harvestable crops in a lot of places. And then so growers didn't didn't want to protect a crop you weren't going to harvest. So those, those nuts got infested and um, Maybe they weren't sanitized either because that's an additional cost at a time when when uh, you've got no crop and, and costs are up. Um, the low price that's in the marketplace, I think, encouraged uh, other growers to to try a risky behavior of skipping sanitation, even if you had a, a pretty decent crop in 2022. Um, so I think that the real issue was pressures for a number of reasons, but elevated pressure coming out of the last winter. And it was a wet winter. A cool spring, so we had a late biofix at Nichols. Our biofix was, I think it was April 22nd, which was pretty much a full month later than um, 2022. And when you have later biofix, oftentimes you have egg laying for the second generation goes directly to the uh, the new crop. So you've got that elevated pressure and those those um, moths of, that are out there, this elevated population, they're going. most of them are going directly to your new crop which means uh, that uh, the non-parel are affected and then the, the the third and fourth generations are up as well. So just a, uh, a perfect storm for navel orange worm damage. That's my, that's my take on it. I mean, we'll see, uh, we'll learn more as the, as the information comes in, but that's my, that's my opinion of what happened. Got it. And Franz did, how do you how would you give your uh, self a grade on the the sanitation job done this past winter at at Nichols? Do you think that that was less of a a factor for you, or do you think that it was you know maybe some some neighbors that that didn't necessarily sanitize? I know that's a situation for for most folks across the valley that even if they did a good job, they're going to be in a situation where where perhaps their neighbors didn't. Yeah, it's it's hard to know really. Um... We did sanitize. We took out some blocks, and uh, there could have been some nuts on the ground in those blocks. But we we sanitized even the blocks that we were planning to take out. Um, I don't know for sure what the situation was um, with the neighbors. Um, I just know that we were seeing high egg counts um, throughout the orchard, or through, you know, across a, a two different sites, a half a mile apart, all spring long. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it just so uh, the the storm was coming. You could see it. See it way off on the horizon, and uh, it just uh, it gathered steam as it as it came towards you. My experience with the harvest, you know, through my lens of the variety trial at Chico State, has been that harvest was one. It was it was late for us. It was a month later than it was in 2022, and whole split was really long, which in our case led to. Uh, 
to quite a lot of of whole rot, but potentially, it, you know, that's that's the whole window for um, getting in navel orange worm as well. Do you feel like either the a late harvest or um, the duration of whole split was a factor for you at Nichols? You know, it's funny. I think the for us, I think the biggest thing was that our our level rooted stuff split earlier than I expected. Uh, split about the same time that the middle of the blocks split about the same time as the edges. And so we put our edge spray on and I should have been looking inside the block for, for splitting. I don't, I, th I think we were a couple of days behind on that first spray in the, in the level rooted stuff, which was stressed by chloride levels from last year, residual chloride in the trees. They just weren't as, as strong coming out of two years of, of modest groundwater, modest quality groundwater. So I think we were we missed on the early side, not by a lot, but enough to make it make a difference. And then, um, you know, perhaps the extended split was a factor. But we sprayed multiple times with, and we went up in, in spray volume from 100 gallons per acre to 150 gallons per acre to improve coverage. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't enough to to uh, make it to make that much of a difference. If it made if you know, if it made if it made a difference at all, it's hard to know. It's just a lot of pressure. Absolutely. And like you noted, you'd seen this pressure building in the traps from early in the season. Franz, as we turn to winter sanitation, take us through the paradigm we've been operating in, in both the Sacramento Valley as well as the San Joaquin. Back in the early 80s, there had been a lot of damage. Back to the late 70s, there was a lot of worm damage. And research was done by UC Davis and by with Cooperative Extension. And uh, a mummy standard in the trees at, say, February 1st was set to be two mummies per tree uh, when you count the mummies in 20 trees per block. That's it's an average of two mummies per tree. That's the maximum. And there's no no ground threshold. And that was intended to keep pressure down, I'm trying to remember now, three or four percent. This is going back to the early 80s. In the early 2000s, there was work done by um, Brad Higby and Joel Siegel down in Kern County. And their research produced a result that said that you need to keep pressure uh, damage under two percent. You need uh, a maximum of one mummy per five trees uh, and no more than four mummies intact mummies under each tree on the ground. So that's a much tougher standard, tighter standard. And that's been suggested for the Southern San Joaquin Valley for a number of years, a decade or more, but it hasn't, it's been limited to the South and that older standard of two mummies per tree has been um, used up North. That standard in Kern County that was developed in the early 2000s. And yeah. you're thinking that that standard should actually be applied even in the Sacramento Valley, potentially in this year where we know we have a massive population that is planning on on overwintering in our trees i th i think i think of it as sort of a platinum standard and a gold standard don't let the platinum standard scare you off from any sanitation at all but the the cleaner your orchard the fewer mummies in the trees and the and the elimination as best possible of mummies on the ground by carefully windrowing and grinding them up by driving the tractor really slowly with a flail mower over the top of that windrow that's going to put you in the best situation going into this next season, where hopefully we get widespread sanitation and the population comes down. Population's got to come down this winter through sanitation to give us any chance of, of a decent crop. How how know how which standard you use 
sometimes it's really hard to get down to the say the Kern County standard, but it's a it's a target, and hopefully you can get down as low as you can. At the very least, the the, the old two mummies per tree number, but there could be value in one mummy per five trees, given what worms have what the the damage has been this last year, might be worth the extra effort to try to get down to that number. Yeah, one mummy per per five trees is is quite the the platinum standard. What is your current thinking for nickels and and how you're going to tackle this this sanitation task and what your your goals are? We work with a custom harvester who uses track mounted. Um, they change out the the wheels, the tires on their shakers for tracks to get better orchard access in the winter time. So we plan to to carefully sanitize. All almonds, not just uh, not just the soft shells, but the hard shells too. Um, they can get infested, or they or the worms can get in between the hull and the shell. So um, every variety, every block, including the walnuts, um, are going to be inspected or counted for uh, for mummy counts and where they're you know where they exceed that two percent, uh, two two mummies per tree. We're going to go in and, and sanitize. Uh, we we don't have you know Nichols has only got eighty acres of almonds. So it might be it's easier for us to to uh, to hand pull if we've got some varieties that stick even after they've been shaken. You know we've got some winters that have got quite a bit of, of mummies left in them right now. We're going to pay attention to to everything. Uh, younger blocks where we've got the nuts are on the scaffolds, not so much on spurs. Those tend to stick. So we we're in a, again we're in a position where we've got a little bit fewer acres, easier to get across with a polling crew if we had to do that. Absolutely. A lot trickier to do any kind of hand pulling on a, a large acreage basis. And for those operations, perhaps hand pulling has been uh, out of the out of the picture for a number of years. But, you know, as as folks sit down and decide what they're going to do, <laughs> I think everything needs to at least be considered this winter. What is your current thinking on on timing of this sanitation work? Yeah, Um uh, there's research out of uh, the Modesto area by West Asai uh, showing that as the buds swell and you, if you sanitize after the buds start to swell, you do mo- remove some of the buds, but you do get all, you get all the mummies and the, there is no yield loss at the end of the at harvest time based on that little bit later sanitation. So that's something to think about. Uh, you, we still recommend sanitizing before the buds swell, but if you get in a bind, um, you could go a little bit later. You know the the concern about shaking off buds um, is is dampened by the the need to get rid of the worms because you know spend all that time and money to grow a crop and then have 10 20 percent infestation next summer you're still losing money absolutely and bud swell is going to differ by variety and by year but are you using february one and being done by then as a as a rough rule of thumb, or are you looking kind of variety by variety? Is that how you would advise to to look at it and and see what your bud swell is? That's a good point. I, generally speaking, the the pest management guidelines from UCIPM have always been, to, to my knowledge, you know, be done if you can be by by January thirty first, February first. Especially if you're using a custom shaker who's not going to want to come and go for different different varieties and and uh, you know, bud development. I think if you if you can get through by um, by the first, that's uh, that's the best way to do it. If you if you get stuck um, and maybe the ground's too wet on the first, but the w- weather looks to be drying for the next week, then maybe you can get in um, the first week of, of February or the first ten days of February. Always have to make that decision on the on a per acre you know, on site basis, but it um, 
that trade-off between shaking off a few buds and getting the mummies out of the trees needs to be considered. That's a really good point. And I'm not very surprised that that WSSI found no yield reduction. We've seen kind of the same thing with mild to to maybe even sometimes moderate frost damage is that when you only need a quarter of the buds to to turn into nuts to have a great crop, um, you can you can lose some buds and still be okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the trade-off between risking the entire orchard, you know, risking 10, 20% damage from worms and all the costs it takes to clean that up. Uh, versus, as you as you point out, you know, a few buds that that won't really count affect a crop load anyhow. Um, I'll take the bud loss. Bronze headed into the 2024 season. You've noted that this may be a really big crop um, for the the almond industry. You know, we've just been kind of unlucky the last couple of years that the stars haven't aligned that all this massive acreage hasn't turned into a massive crop yet, but it's going to happen one of these years and 2024 might indeed be the year. What levers are you planning to pull when it comes to Naval Orange for management and which levers are you, are you planning not to pull? Well, that's a really good question. And um, you know, the, the price of nuts is makes it really difficult to do everything uh, that you could do um, just because it's, you know, there's, the income levels are where they are, but you have to sanitize. You have to carefully sanitize, hand pulling, shaking, doing whatever you can do to lower the population in your orchard and, and where possible, um, help your neighbors or, or um, any other sources nearby. You know, roadside almonds, the ones the birds drop, get those out with a chainsaw because they can be a source of uh, moths. It's whatever you can do to, to limit the population in your place and then with your neighbors, coordinate that that's the that's the place to start you can spray a lot during the season but if you're if you have big populations anyhow all that expense can't eliminate a huge problem that big problem's got to be dealt with with sanitation um, you know earlier harvests are a way of reducing damage but you're also again you've got to trade off that that question of premiums for inshell versus meats but you can't you're you're playing catch up all season long if you don't do a careful job of sanitizing that's that's the take-home message. Absolutely, the it's not the the only lever, but the biggest lever is is definitely sanitation because it's the start of that that compound interest. That, you know, it just it builds and builds with whatever you leave in the trees in the orchard, uh, in the the volunteer trees on the roadside that is gonna is gonna build throughout the season whatever is left yeah. and certainly you also mentioned a timely harvest of course you'll be doing uh your your whole split application um uh, next year in terms of some levers that you uh may not be pulling i don't think that that you're a fan of the may spray and i don't think that you see um research has has shown that to be necessarily uh, efficacious, especially because it can disrupt uh, other beneficials. But Franz, what about mating disruption? I know that's something that you've experimented with in the past. I really like mating disruption. I, I, our results at Nichols the last two, three years uh, before 2023, uh, when we use mating disruption, our reject levels were trending down from sort of five, six years before we were in the range of one and a half to maybe 2% rejects in our, uh, our average across our whole crop from our processor sheets. And we were getting down to around 1% with mating disruption. We did not use it last year. We just simply couldn't afford it. 
and I, I that hurt us. But um, there simply wasn't money to spend this year. With all the pressure we've seen, we're gonna I don't know fi- try to find some imaginative ways of of uh, getting some main disruption up because it has made a difference. It's it doesn't it's not a standalone practice. But it does help um, improve control with all the other. You know, it's part of an integrated program, and and um, I, I regret that it's it's the, the price is what it is. It's got value to it. I think it would have certainly would have paid for itself this year uh, had we put it up. It was uh, the success of Maiden Disruption um, last year made sort of made us think, well, we could maybe we can get by without it this year. Uh, <laughs> short answer is no. So we're really going to look hard at Maiden Disruption and timely spraying. Uh, we'll probably spray a little bit sooner than we did this year. Uh, very, very careful with our application timings. And the, the experts uh, I've talked to have said there's no such thing as spraying too early. So I think our spray timing is going to be important. You know, maybe when the blanks start to split on the edges, we'll go in. Uh, given that with the you know with some of the more persistent materials, the the uh, altacores and intrepids, much more activity over over longer time than um, their their the residual effects, but it's much longer than the pyrethroids. So anyhow, long-winded answer, but that's uh, things we'll look at. No, that's excellent to think about both on the um, mating disruption and and how that can act like crop insurance. And, you know, it's most years uh, crop insurance doesn't pencil out, but, but when it does um, you're really thankful you have it. And then certainly with the being careful with that spray timing and and being on the early side, if anything has really been uh, a good nugget as well. So Franz, thank you so much for, for sharing your thinking on this terrible navel orange worm year of 2023 and how at Nichols you're planning to adapt uh, to uh, to prepare for 2024 and I hope that uh, folks you know even though their situation is going to be different uh, that there's something in there that they can take away thank you so much Franz thanks very much Luke I appreciate it um, I, I don't know where this fits in but the thing about main disruption is once you hang them in the spring uh, March, April, you, they're out there working all the time. They're, you don't have to worry about your spray timing or the, the timing of, uh, you know, if you're, if you're basing your whole program on spraying, if you miss a timing, you're in trouble. Whereas mating disruption, it's out there dispensing and working all the time. Again, it's, it's got to be done as part of an integrated program, but it, it, there is that comfort that comes with the constant um, presence in the orchard. Absolutely. It's nice to have uh passively forming assets so that's 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 well well put that's well put excellent well thank you so much franz thanks for listening to growing the valley a uc anr podcast you can find out more about this episode at our website growingthevalleypodcast.com we'd like to thank the almond pistachio walnut and prune boards for their support We'd also like to thank my sister, Muriel Gordon, for writing and recording the theme music.